Welcome to From Small Beginnings to Great Endings, the podcast where we crush procrastination and accomplish our goals one small action at a time. My name is Bill Provenzano. After 15 years as a successful trader at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and then building two successful companies from the ground up after leaving the trading floor, I've learned these transforming lessons. Your goals, my goals, are all accomplished when we take control of our mindset, overcome procrastination, and take action one small step at a time. If you're ready to finally make more progress on your goals than ever before, then this podcast is for you. So let's do this. Welcome to From Small Beginnings to Great Endings, the podcast where we do indeed crush procrastination and accomplish our goals one small action at a time. By now, I'm certain you've heard the term AI, artificial intelligence, and maybe have begun to hear about all the many ways and different things that it can do. Uh, It's not hard to do a deep dive into it and start to get a little nervous about the things that artificial intelligence can do and, and already is doing. Uh, one of my first interactions with AI is probably, like most of you, is through a, uh, a website called ChatGBT. This is, if I'd encourage you to just go and explore it. Uh, ChatGBT is a website that you, uh, you know, create a login password and you enter in prompts. So the prompt could be something like, well, I'll tell you how I've used it. I've entered in a prompt that says, uh, create a, or write a 300 word sales brochure for a cleaning company, highlighting the three most important reasons why somebody should have a cleaning company. And, uh, sure enough, literally within, I don't think it was 30 seconds, chat GBT and it's, well, you know, and the, the 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 neurons of its of its uh, capacity uh, built a a very brief, succinct, and uh, and, and very well written sales copy. That uh, all I needed to do was edit it here and there, just kind of give it a little bit of tweaks, and make it relevant to to me and my advertising. Without, I, I'm not even going to try to explain how it does all this, but it's, in essence, it's just massive data. And to say massive, just an enormous amount of data gathering that these computer programs do. And, uh, and then it, it spits out, uh, you know, it spits out the, the result of your prompt. You can uh, do any, any number of YouTube videos that, that will do a great job of explaining it way better than what I can. But for now, it's suffice it to say the power of artificial intelligence and just this simple interface, and when I say simple, it's simple to use interface of ChatGBT and other websites like it where you enter in prompts and it spits back copy of, of you know, whether it's an essay, whether it's uh, a, an argumentative paper, whether it's a, a, a reviewing of a contract. It's, it's kind of crazy what it can do. And, you know, thinking back to 2004, when I was on the trading floor, I remember all the way back in the early 90s, mid 90s, there was this conversation about how computers were going to take over what we do. And, and that conversation is an easy one to understand now. And because we've, we're now mired in a world where computers can do so much and technology does so much. But back then, I mean, remember, it was, it was a different time. You know, we were pen on paper. We were just 
like just beginning to to under, to see a spreadsheet. A word processors were just coming on <laughs> online in the late '80s. So you know the power of computer was not even fully realized or recognized by by anybody in in that era. That well, I should say anybody by by the by those of us on the trading floor at the very least. Um, but then 2002, 2003 started to roll around. Then 2004, and then it was this real conversation. And then suddenly we're having meetings at the Merck about, uh, you know, the possibility of of computers kind of doing the work we all do, and what do we do next? And it was a very there was a, the the concern and the fear in the air was it was palpable. Uh, there were at the Merck. There were thirty five hundred traders. We had thirty five hundred memberships there, so th- you know thirty five hundred traders. And think about that. And the Board of Trade probably had that same number. And then Life Exchange in London and other exchanges throughout the world. There was a very real fear for the loss of not only our jobs but all of the supporting jobs around us. I mean, think about every think about every trading floor. Virtually none of those jobs exist anymore. And I mean, you know, maybe one. One hundredth of them uh, exist in some capacity, and uh, and and those were from from very very high paying jobs to you know to to jobs where you know entry level jobs, they're all gone, and that I I remember the very last meeting we had it was a off site at an office building, where you know Merck leadership was there and and a bunch of traders showed up like. Just trying to understand what's what the future holds, and and there was very real fear in the air, and that's sort of what I'm I'm I, I'm glad I went through it. Already. I'm glad I went through it back in 2004. Uh, my dad, my dad always says, you know, now that the grandkids are getting older, he's like, my dad always says, I'm glad I'm old because he doesn't he wouldn't want to live he wouldn't want to live through. Uh, what they've got to live through in uh, in his old age, but anyway, it's so I, I I've kind of I've gone through it already. I went through it in two thousand from two thousand four five six you know through eight nine. Uh, those were tumultuous years, personally, professionally, just trying to you know get my feet underneath me, and I that same fear and uh, concern I'm I'm sensing it uh, you know amongst amongst people you know in and around me and and listening to podcasts and radio shows. I, I think it's very real. People are recognizing that uh, their jobs, their careers are going to be in jeopardy here. And just like the Industrial Revolution, the Industrial Revolution attacked manual labor. Artificial intelligence is going to attack the top of the food chain. Artificial intelligence is going to attack those who do complex writing, who do deep thinking, you know, writing that requires, um, you know, logic and reasoning and, and deep study and medicine and, uh, you know, so like I said, artificial intelligence is, is, is going to attack the top of the, the, higher, the higher end of the um, labor market, the, the skilled labor, the extremely skilled labor. It's going to attack that area first. And that's got those people quaking in their boots, I think, at this, at this stage of the game. Um, think about, I've just... I've done some little bit of just research in, in preparing for this. How lawyers are using Chat GBT. I'm just going to stick with Chat GBT as one of hundreds of examples. Uh, there are already um, 
courses uh, that people have created to teach lawyers how to use ChatGBT in preparing legal writings. And I think the, the, I, those that learn how to use the technology are going to be the ones that excel and those that just are just, you know, uh, you know, older, those that are going to, are going to get phased out. And, and that was, that was a poor shot, you know, old, to say people that are older don't adjust to technology, that that's unfair. Um, but those that are just that, uh, that don't want to go through the headache of learning and, and thought that they had, you know, 10, 15 more years left, maybe it'll, it'll speed up their retirement. And, but like I said, there's already courses that, that uh, lawyers can take about how to use ChatGBT that will greatly increase their efficiency, increase the capability of their argument, increase the, the work volume they can do. And that's just, I, I think what will end up happening is in law firms, and this is just me you know, hypothesizing in one very specific field, that you know, one lawyer, one associate, right? So law firms hire on associates. One associate will be able to do the work um, in, of, of three or four, just using artificial intelligence to help draft and create legal arguments. And that'll just reduce the need for law firms to hire. Instead of hiring five associates, they maybe only hire two or three that are well-versed in, in artificial intelligence and, and chat GPT, something like that. So it's, it's those who will learn to use AI that will be the ones who excel in this first round, right? You know, after the second round where, uh, you know, does AI begin to take over, you know, uh, people who write sales copy and, and stuff like that? Does it, is there just going to be no longer a need for them? You know, we, you end up becoming, so like, for, for example, for me, I... I didn't want to write a sales brochure, so I, in essence, just became the editor of the sales brochure uh, just by entering that, that information in chat GBT, and then suddenly I'm just an editor. And like, yeah, this is, this is perfect. Uh, all I had to do was type in one, a one-sentence prompt, and, and that was it. Um, so that, that, I think, just using that very small example of in the legal field, that we're going to see that, I think, in, in a whole lot of areas where people, especially in, in reading where, or in, in, um, in writing, uh, whether it's legal writing, whether it's sales copy, whether it's, uh, you know, I, I can't even fathom all the different areas right now. But it's interesting that the areas, for now anyway, things like mechanics, plumbers, electricians, um, you know, machines can't can't necessarily do that physical work. Somebody has to physically do that work. Somebody has to physically take that light fixture down and repair the and repair it. Somebody has to physically install those uh, those power lines within a within a home and wire it and wire it. Um, so, like I said, I think the the, the food chain right now is going to be those who are highly skilled. That you know, there should be there might be concern in there. And like I said, I, I, I went through that back in the, in the, you know, the 2005, six, seven range, eight range. And it was, it was, uh, it was disorienting. It was a, a difficult time period of, of fear, concern, excitement, starting something new and, and all of that. And you might be, but you might be sensing that right now in your own career, that the reality of, of the power of artificial intelligence 
might be forcing you to consider that your professional career is about to be radically changed. And if your professional life changes, then so too does every other aspect of your life. <laughs> That's how it goes. Your professional life changes. Everything in your life changes. You, you're, you're upended. You've, you, you've, you're bringing that stress home with your family and, and your, uh, it, it, all, it all happens. And like I said, for me, the years, you know, roughly 2005 to 2009 were, were uneasy. You know, scared, excited, unsure. I battled nearly daily with how to put the skills and talents I knew that I had to work in a way that served others well and brought in good income. It was my, it was my time of profound reinvention. And there's a Conan O'Brien speech that I, I would encourage anybody who's going through a career change, anybody who's been steeped in any one particular career and suddenly finds themselves in a disoriented position where that job is going away or they've got to figure out some, some new way to do it. Conan O'Brien gave what I believe is just an amazing commencement speech at Dartmouth in 2011. It's about a 25-minute speech. The first 18, 19 minutes is just pure silliness, but you know, with, with, with some good laughs. But the last five or six minutes is so amazingly poignant because uh, Conan O'Brien reflects on his very public embarrassment of losing The Tonight Show and how it just became so totally disorienting. And, uh, and he felt it was just his great misfortune. And this is a, a sentence from that speech that just, for me, I've, I've leaned on this sentence of, of many, of several sentences, but this is one. He said, it, it's not easy, but if you accept your misfortune and handle it right, your, perfe- your perceived misfortune can become a catalyst for profound reinvention. It's not easy, but if you accept your misfortune and handle it right, your perceived misfortune can become a catalyst for profound reinvention. I and thousands of other traders from the floor of the Merck went through this period of profound, uh, profound misfortune and profound reinvention. Uh, several guys I know just went, some went to work for other companies, some started their own companies, some, they, they, we do a multitude of things that would have been so foreign and so insane for us to think that we would be doing at this stage of our life when, uh, if, when we had this conversation. If somebody approached us on the trading floor back in the late 90s and very early 2000s and said, hey, and, you know, but in, 20, in 2015 and 2020 and 2024, this is what you're going to be doing, we would have said, you're out of your mind. There's no way that that's what my career is going to be. I'll, I'll, be, you know, I'll be doing this job forever. But uh, you know, it, it's for all of us, we had to go through a time of profound misfortune and, and profound reinvention. And that time might well be upon you in 2024. And I want to lean on this next sentence that Conan O'Brien, he wrapped up that commencement speech with this one truth that he held on to that he believed it to be absolutely true and I believe it to be absolutely true. He, he wrapped it up with this. Work hard, be kind, and amazing things will happen. Work hard, be kind, and amazing things will happen. I believe that to be absolutely true, but I, exp- I expand on it. it. It reflects a Bible verse that's been a driving force for me throughout my entire working career. And that verse is from Colossians uh, 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for man, since you know you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. 
So this is my slogan for 2024. Feel free to make it your own. This is, this is the slogan I crafted. This is going to be my driving. This is going to be my North Star throughout 2024. And it's work hard, love and serve God by loving and serving others, and amazing things will happen. Work hard, love and serve God by loving and serving others, and amazing things will happen. Thank you all for allowing me to be part of your very your very own small beginning to great endings journeys this year throughout 2023. I'm looking very forward to our time together in 2024. So until next time, everyone, be well. We've all been conditioned to believe that we need to take big, bold steps in order to accomplish our goals. That mindset kills 90% of New Year's resolutions by February. If you want to grow your business, create wealth, or any number of other goals, you must take control of your mindset, overcome procrastination, and take one small action at a time. What action did this episode inspire you to take to bring you closer to accomplishing your big goal? Today, put that small step into action and you too will accomplish your goals one small step at a time. If you have any questions or comments about today's podcast or are interested in learning more, please shoot me an email at coachbillpro at gmail.com. I always love to hear from our listeners. Now get out of here. Go do that one thing you know you need to do.